Welcome back to Backward Point Podcast. My name is Nadir Sayed and with me is my brother and my co-host Bashar. Today we are discussing the Indian Music Festival happening on the 14th of October starring uh, Arjit Singh, Neha Kakkar, Sukhinder Singh and Amitabh Bachchan. Th- Amitabh Bachchan and I think there's like a random T20 match also happening in the middle of that. Um with me as always as Bashar is here and he's going to shed light on this magnanimous music tournament that is about to happen uh you know chief guests include babar azam and shadab khan and virat kohli how do you feel about that this is not the first time india has tried to make this india versus pakistan cricket match into an event i look back at the 2016 at uh, t20 world cup match in kolkata they called it imran khan they called in wasim akram bakar yunus did a whole ceremony but that doesn't really make any sense to me because at one point you're saying we don't want to play pakistan but then they are playing pakistan in the world cup which i think they should boycott but now that they are playing us they're making it into a festival like what It's what is big, what's going on why is there a big deal like why this tournament has not had an opening ceremony which i'm not that upset about if i'm being very honest but so you don't have an opening ceremony in the same ground though like two weeks later you have this magnanimous music festival starring some of your biggest like artists I don't know like are they going to be singing Pakistani songs is this, is Arjit going to sing his version of Pasuri cuz honestly that will bring war on the borders of Pakistan and India cuz nothing else will trigger a whole nation like ruining Pasuri did to with Arjit Singh so I don't know lots of questions um and we haven't even gotten to the game uh and before we get to the game again I just want to thank our lovely sponsors who are our patrons on Patreon if you want to be a patron you can sign up on the link below and our lovely friends up on the discord server the discord server was having a little bit of an issue people couldn't really join in but you know that's all resolved check it out on the description below sign up big games coming live chats all of that available there you don't want to miss out hopefully we won't need the pct therapy vocal lounge yeah the vocal lounge the, the pct therapy vocal lounge has been sitting there untouched and i want that to be the way throughout the tournament i don't want to use that it's going to give me the creeps if i do i think before we get into the match i think it's important to mention what happened last night so um just for some context we were invited by fan code or crick fan to do an india versus pakistan preview slash fan wars and we were told that we would be representing pakistan backward point team would be representing the pakistan side and they're also arranging guests of the same stature for the indian side when we asked them who the indian fans were they weren't disclosing it to us they were being coy yeah so when yesterday we joined the call it was a zoom call uh, we joined in and we see the indian representatives join the zoom call to verse us to combat us it's none other than lakshit and nitin from sportsyari i was shocked genuinely shocked i was starstruck shocked i was like i holy shit i hate what you guys and i told them like i the one thing that i really enjoyed about the preamble the pre banter before the show even started was just that we were talking for an hour because they had some technical difficulties and both lakshit and nitin were just lads if you take a step back and just anybody who lives under a rock what sportsyari what was the pizza moment <laughs> <laughs> pizza moment uh, was also discussed and we talked about it with Lakshit. 
Sports Yari is a sports network, Indian sports network that talks about cricket. They go live on YouTube for every Pakistan match, every India match, every World Cup match, I believe, right now. And uh, they had a very viral moment recently where it was the 66 for 4 game in the Asia Cup where Shaheen and Naseem and Harish were just ripping through the top order. And there was a moment where uh, Rohit Sharma was looking good in that match, if you remember. And he gets out. And uh, but when he got out, the sports Yari or Yari sports team had just ordered pizzas and they were like eating pizzas. Pizza party. Pizza party, right? And just as Rohit goes out, like Lakshya is like, Yad man, he got a pizza. Sorry, but gonna be like half the people who were like had pizzas in their mouths were like, okay, then I guess we're not having pizza. And it was just the moment, and then you know the back-to-back wickets, and then just that whole fiasco. The pizza goes away, but he turns into a meme. I told him I was like, in your honor, I ordered Pizza Hut that night, and I had Pizza Hut because I would want nothing else on that day. And he was a good sport about it. It was a lot of fun. I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know where it's coming out. To be honest, the details are a little bit vague. But we had a good talk. You know, you never know. Maybe we'll we'll show up on Sports Yari this week. We don't know. Yeah, they were. It's really hard to do these fan war episodes with Indian uh, friends because they do have a lot of ammunition on us. Like our ammunition is we have Shaheen Afridi and Babar Azam, and they're just like we're seven zero in the World Cup and we're about to make it eight eight zero. Please convince us otherwise. Is your bowling better than us? Is your batting better than us? Are you playing in India after seven years? So we did our best to hold our ground. But time will tell if the Pakistan team can back what the claims we made to them. I think my Janelle Khan comment sort of threw them off. They weren't expecting that. I was like, the, the thing that I said was the last time a Pakistani bowler bowled an ODI here, it was Janelle Khan who dismantled your top order. You guys were <laughs> 20 for five or 30 for five or something like that in that game. So don't even give me what's what the left arm we're going to do at 135, 140 pace because you've seen it happen before in your own home ground. So that kind of threw them off a little bit. But it's going to be fun whenever it comes out. You'll see it on our socials. And um, yeah, it's going to be a great time. Getting back to the match. This is uh, the Pakistan India versus Pakistan versus India preview. Um, if I'm being honest with you, just between me and you and the people that listen to us, I'm very nervous. I'm very anxious. And I'm low-key kind of scared because history tells us India has beaten us seven times in ODI World Cups. We literally just broke the streak of winning against India in ICC World Cups when we beat India the world t20 match and that just seemed like a dream but things look a lot different now we have an out of form bob razam and out of form Imamul Haq. our spinners spinners aren't at their best shahin for these paces down Hassan did you say we have an out of form bob razam well the last this is seven to eight you. innings this is what this is what he's out of form he's 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 going through a tough time i um, do believe in the law of averages century loading sure all that stuff but the fact of the matter is that India is coming off of big wins against Australia and Afghanistan. It's their home conditions. Pakistan just doesn't seem to be at that same level to me as maybe they looked maybe in the Asia Cup because Pakistan went into the Asia Cup as favorites and then they finished fourth. Pakistan here are underdogs and we know that Pakistan, when they are underdogs, tend to perform better. I don't know what to feel. As a Pakistani fan, I've learned over time and not because of the podcast to just lower my expectations. I want the Pakistan team to surprise me, but I'm not going into this match thinking that Shaheen will take five wickets or Babar will score a double hundred. No, it's I'm very, I'm very calm. 
I'm trying to be composed. I don't know why you would say that the Indian team won like very easily against Australia. I don't think that was the case. Two for three, potentially 20 for four. But despite that, they went on to chase 200 with... Or yeah, spirit. but we don't have Mitch LaMarche. You know, he, no one's going to drop a dolly like that. Like literally, maybe mom would, but maybe mom's getting dropped. We don't know. We'll talk about the 11 that should play. But I don't think situations like that occur. Not anymore. Not after the Champions Trophy 17 where... Azrali drop Virat Kohli for a sitter. That's not happening again. That's just one of those things that happened. It was a great moment in time, great moment in cricket history. Move on. Mitchell Marsh dropping Kohli was the difference. If Mitchell Marsh catches Kohli in that game, I don't think I don't think India, I don't think India make that whole score. Two hundred runs is a lot on that pitch, and it proves difficult when the ball is turning and you're already twenty for four. I think if Pakistan can put India in a position like that, I'm talking early wickets. I'm talking left arm. Left armor coming in at 142, swinging it back in at Rohit Sharma. I'm talking back-to-backs from Hassan Ali to Virat Kohli. You never know. You never know. I totally agree with you. And I do feel like this match, it's going to be the first 10 overs of Pakistan's bowling against India's batting. If Pakistan gets early wickets, if Shaheen balls a magic spell, then only Pakistan will have some chance of making a comeback into the match. Um Otherwise, I feel like if, if you don't get Rohit Sharma out early, if you don't get Ishan Kishan, Virat Kohli out early, they will go on to score a humongous total, 320, 350. And Pakistan, in front of 130,000 people, a moving ball with Siraj and Bumrah Balding will have a lot of difficulties chasing it down. Do you not back Pakistan to chase down 330 and 50? In a pressure, Under lights. In a pressure match against India. What's the pressure? No, genuinely, this is a genuine question. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic or anything. What is the pressure? You're two up in the tournament. One of the greatest starts you've had in a very long time in a Cricket World Cup. That's a fact. You're two up. If you lose this game, you just need to win four more to make it to the semis. You got Afghanistan and Bangladesh still waiting on the corners. So, you know, even if you lose with that horrible run rate, you have an opportunity to make it up. Australia is performing worse than Afghanistan right now. They're at number eight on the table. And... Stop the count. Stop the count. I said, I said that on Twitter. If that's like what the Australian morale is, you can crush Australia as well. So I don't see what the quote-unquote pressure is. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't see what the quote-unquote pressure is. I genuinely think that Pakistan will play their hearts out. I think law, law of averages with Babar Azam, there should be a big score coming. I, we, I feel like we jinx it every time we say that, so I'm not going to say that again. But there are big scores coming from big players in the Pakistani team. Abdullah Shafiq looks great, Nick. If Imam sits out and Fakhar comes in, that's an X-Factor player, X-Factor move. We should talk about that, by the way. And I don't see why Pakistan is not able to chase a 350 on this ground, or I'm not, I don't see why Pakistan isn't able to make 300 in first innings if they were elected to bat. History. Very important to study history because you understand how to learn from it and how to not repeat it. Historically, there's been seven India versus Pakistan matches in ODI World Cup starting from 1992 up until 2019. And no Pakistan team has been able to win a match against India. And this is like if a, if a World Cup winning team of the 92 wasn't able to beat India, if the greatest Pakistan team ever, maybe the 99 World Cup team, was not able to beat India, what makes me think that this Babar Azam team can do it? The other thing is you mentioned chasing. Six of the seven matches, Pakistan lost while chasing against India. And the one match they won while uh, batting first was when Sachin chased 274. 2003 World Cup, I remember. Yes. Shoei versus Sachin uppercut. Yep. 
So I think chasing will be difficult for Pakistan, despite them coming off of a, a historic run chase, a world record, cricket World Cup record-breaking century. It was against a B, C, C, B or C string Sri Lankan bowling attack. India's bowling is far better than that, and this is going to be a challenging match, I reckon. Do you want to get more into just what tactics, strategy Pakistan should make? Uh, there's a question from the Patreon. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a lot of Patreon questions. So we, we were planning on taking a lot of questions from fans, but our Patreons were just super eager to, I mean, everybody's super eager about this specific game. So they sent in a lot of questions. So we're just going to stick with the Patreon questions. Also, I'm so proud of our patrons. They're so smart. They never send like, you know, uh, do you think that, you know, Babar should drop captaincy? No, not, no stupid, <laughs> stupid questions like that. There's actually detailed questions, especially from, uh, you know, our newer patrons. I'm going to butcher the names here, but just give me a second. I'll pull it up. But I'm very excited about these questions. I think our fans, our patrons, hats off to them. One of the ones that I wanted to pull up was from Ali Khan. He mentions, if Pakistan wins a toss, should we bat or ball? Additionally, if India wins a toss, what do you think they should do? So I was looking at that's some... That's a real place to start because I was genuinely just thinking about that as well. I was looking at some of the stats of the ground here in Ahmedabad and it's important to understand that, yes, the Junaid Khan spell was good, but since then the ground has been um, has gone through major reconstruction that ground was demolished and they've built this new state-of-the-art 130,000 highest capacity cricket ground in the world. Uh, and since that reconstruction, uh, I have some records of um, the games that have happened here. Uh, India versus West Indies, the first ODI they played um, in 2022. India bowled West Indies out for 176. Spinners took eight of the 12 wickets in the match, right? So I'm gonna. this is going to be very some strange stats, okay? Same series, India versus West Indies, second ODI. India scores 237 and bowls West Indies out for 193. Pacers took 13 of the 19, 19 wickets which fell in the match. So one game, spinners are doing well. The other game, Pacers are, do- are dominating. Is it the same strip they're playing on? Maybe they're using different strips, but what I'm trying to say is that the different strips are acting differently, differently. here. Yeah. Let's go to the third match of that series. Um, what in- year is this, by the way? Sorry. This is last year. Okay. India gets bowled out for 265 and then bowls out West Indies for 169. And Pacers took 15 of the 20 wickets. So right now, it seems like it's a low-scoring match. But the England versus New Zealand World Cup opener was also played in the same round. And we all saw what happened. It was a belter of a pitch. New Zealand chased 282 in 36 overs with nine wickets at hand. So what should we expect from this pitch? I'm going to use the Barbarazan court on the day. <laughs> what? On the day, which I will explain, which means that you have to wake up on the morning of the 14th and on the day you check the pitch and on the day you decide if you play with an extra seamer or if you play with an extra spinner. And also, it's like you and me sitting here cannot actually formulate an 11 because the stats that you have told us is impossible to say. Like if it's a, if it was like the West Indies game, then you play with Raseem Jr. Like you generally go with an extra seamer. If it's like a spinning deck like it was the first ODI, then you go with like, you, may, you maybe sit down Nawaz and you get Osama Mirin, who's, who's a, not a, like, a, like a professional leggy, like he's a, not a part-timer. Um, if it's like a mild pitch, like the, the one that was England-New Zealand game, then you actually play with Nawaz and you go with an extra batter. There's so many different combinations. And then there's the question of Imam and Fakhr. Who plays between them? I don't understand the Imam and Fakhr debate here because Fakhr, we genuinely know, is out of form and we've seen Abdullah Shafiq replace him, score a magnificent century. 
I don't understand how an, an out of form fucker can help come help replace an out of form imam. It's I don't think it resolves the issue here. Is the imam really out of form? Like the last few innings, he's fall. I would say he's flopped since um, the Asia Cup. He scored a good innings against Bangladesh in the Asia Cup, but since then hasn't been in the runs, hasn't even scored runs in the warm up matches and the last two games of the World Cup. He does look good initially. He scores a few good drives, but people are and teams are exploiting his weakness of the short ball. Last two innings, he got out playing a hook shot or attempting to play a hook shot and getting caught on deep fine leg. So you best believe India will try the same tactic against him. So if he's not prepared, I don't know how he can change that in three days. I Maybe he needs to duck the ball. Maybe he needs to get on top of it better. But just what he's doing now is not working. I think um, Imam... So, so the argument for Fakhar play, playing instead of Imam is firstly history. Fakhar just somehow plays really well against India. He has, I think, a century and a 50 against them. So he's like, he's on fire against them. Something just sparks with this man. Number one. Number two, an informed Fakhar is more valuable than an informed Imam. So if we put Fakhar in against India, he scores big or even scores like a good odd 50 off 35. That's, that's the start that you need. And that's the Fakhar that you need in the World Cup. So I think just, you know, sort of pushing Fakhar into the deep end and seeing if he swims is a good way to like sort of set the rest of the mood for the tournament. And I keep saying this. Yes, there's India Pakistan pressures, but statistically in this match and this tournament, this match is not the be all end all as it used to be many times before. This is not Mohali. This is not 1996 quarterfinal. This is just a group stage match. It's never a group stage match between Pakistan and India. There's always history involved. It's always records to be made. For sure. To be formed. For sure. But would you want Pakistan to win tomorrow? Would you want Pakistan to win on Saturday and lose the World Cup? Or would you want Pakistan to win the World Cup but lose on Saturday? Win the World Cup every day. So what's more day. important? What's more important? I, we, I, I think we should start with Sherry's question, mm-hmm. also from Patreon. Uh, he had a really good question. What should the Pakistan team do the night before to ensure that they're mentally fit for the game? Sleep well. Eat well. Relax. Recover. Don't practice too much. You're not going to change your game drastically by practicing in the nets for four hours the, night, the, the day before. What you need is to be relaxed. Play some icebreakers. Play some FIFA with your friends. Chill out. Chill out. And then right after that, this is something that a lot of people asked. This is a concern that I also had, which is the hot topic of this week is Shaheen Shafri and his pace. And is he fit? Is he injured? Are we hiding something that we're not telling the media? Raja Osama, boss from Patreon, asks the same thing. With Shaheen on looking like his usual stuff, do we persist with him as the opening new ball bowler? Or should we test out a different tactic to throw India off the game, for example, like using a spinner to open? Also, Salman Mishra replaced Nawaz and be that the opening spinner, in my opinion. I mean, that's very, very ambitious from Raja to think Osama Mir, who hasn't played a single game, would just come up and start opening. I don't think that's going to happen, uh, Raja. What actually is going to happen is that Shaheen will still open the ball and you will see him click 140Ks and you will see the ball swinging back in and it will be dropping in the right areas. The last time Pakistan opened the balling in ODIs against India with the spinner was uh, Imad Wasim with the headband. Uh, headband era, Imam. Jeez. What year was that? 2017 Champions Trophy group match. Yeah. Got wow. smashed. I remember that. I do not remember that. I have totally forgotten that from my memory. Speaking of the playing 11, there's more questions. Uh, and I've seen this circulating quite a bit. Is Does Pakistan drop Shadab for Osama Amir? Like or, or Nawaz for Osama Amir? 
But the main question is, regardless of, of the Nawaz debate, Nawaz and Osama debate, the Shadab and Osama Amir debate is, is there. It's in front of your face. It's potent. Shadab is not bowling well. His, his form is not magically coming back. And we're discounting an Osama Amir who could be lethal in the middle overs given the chance to is come Is Osama Amir as good as a batsman as Shadab is? No, he's not. Neither is he as good of a fielder. I feel like Shadab Khan's vice captaincy is sort of stabbing us back in, in the... But that's an arbitrary title. It doesn't mean anything. There's a, literally, it does not, I don't know who the vice captain is for the Australian team. I don't know who the vice captain is for the New Zealand team. Who's the vice captain for the Indian team? I don't know. Maybe it's Hardik Pandya. I is don't it know. Rahul? Is it relevant? No, it's not. Like, why Genuinely. is that vice captaincy tag on Shadab Khan making it hard for us to make decisions, difficult decisions that Babur may need to make? Like, I love the whole unity aspect. But Babur, if one player is not in form, like how long do you persist with him? We saw changing Fakhar Zaman and bringing up the Lachavik back. Even though we were against that move initially, we thought Fakhar Zaman could be the Inzaman of the World Cup. But just making that change, making that difficult call resulted in Pakistan making a historic World Cup run chase. So at what point does Babur say, Shadab, you know, I think we need to bring in Atom Amir. Like at what point does he put his foot down, rip the band-aid, and make those calls. Maybe maybe on Saturday. Maybe you'll see it. But I doubt it. Saturday's it's game. I, I don't think so. Saturday's game, you need Shadab in it. Osama cannot handle that pressure. Knowing Bob. And yeah. with Shadab, let's say if he takes just the singular wicket from his bowling, he takes the wicket from his fielding, man. He has genuinely taken wickets from his fielding, the runouts, catches. Just, you know, stopping runs is enough for me to be like, yeah, you should be on the field. Gun fielder, great batsman. Horrible bowling right now. There's no other way to put it. I wish he finds his form soon because Pakistan really need it. Um, Shezi asks, who do you feel will be more under pressure? We asked this actually. We answered this on the on a reel. Um, we think India would be more under pressure, right? They're playing in home conditions. They have everything to lose, 7-0, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I think India would feel the pressure. Agreed. And I said, I also said Pakistan, this is a group stage game. It doesn't really mean what we think it means. Um, I think it's an interesting observation from Yusuf Amr Shamsi. He says, why are we so quick to criticize Babar Azam? Do we forget yeah, what why? this man has why done for us? Why are we so us? quick? I always think that. Because uh, he mentions a good point. He says Virat Kohli was, quote unquote, out of form for three years. And out of form, Virat Kohli means he's still averaging over 40 in every format, uh, but just not scoring centuries. So Babar Azam has had a lean patch the past few uh, multi-nation tournaments. And the Pakistani fans are sort of at him. They're saying, you know, is the real where is the real Babar Azam? Are you the king of bilaterals? Or are you the real? Are you the real king of Pakistan cricket? Yeah, no, uh, good questions. Answers will be made on 14th October. I believe that. If not, then this World Cup is definitely a, the only way to prove himself. There will be moments in the future. The you haven't even played the big teams yet. You haven't played Australia, South Africa, England, New Zealand. Uh, who's left even Afghanistan looks threatening if I'm being honest like they scored 270 against India that's that's a lot of runs these will these matches will question you and you will need Babar Azam to step up and he will step up it doesn't have to be against India it doesn't have to be against Netherlands you don't need a Babar Azam to come in and, and save your butt there but that being said century loading I think uh, uh, Pakistan uh, shouldn't really look past what happened in the Asia Cup two months they were, that was a different ground different conditions you're in a different country you're coming off of two wins just try to create the momentum and and make an impact in the first five to ten overs we've seen 
how big of a, an impact player Shaheen Afridi can be uh, with the T20 World Cup. He broke India's back by getting Kael Rahul, Rohit Sharma, and eventually Virat Kohli out. And same thing with the Asia Cup. Um, I feel like Shaheen Afridi will be the difference. And I hope, I really hope his pace is back up. His line and length is back as to what the old Shaheen used to be. Because that will be the difference. If, if you don't get early wickets, and if Rohit Sharma, who just became the highest century maker in ODI World Cup history, if he gets going, he's not going to stop. He also broke Chris Gale's record for most sixes. And her after cricket. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. You know, we love Mazhar Shah on this podcast. He was also a friend of the podcast, alumni of the podcast. He has a really interesting stat that's been going viral, which is that Pakistan has not scored a six in the first 10 overs, which is the power play, in over a thousand deliveries of that, of the power play. And Temu asks a very good question here in this position. He, has, he says, is Pakistan's defensiveness or lack of aggression in the power play something to be concerned about? Do you see the other teams taking advantage of fielding restrictions in the power play? And if you don't have Fakhar on the side, we kind of lose that explosiveness at the top order. It may have worked in the Sri Lanka game, but, but in the long term, against teams like India, Australia, England, he's not convinced, man. Temur is having questions. And rightly so, but it doesn't matter. We, it's the Pakistan way, isn't it? It is the Pakistan way. And I, I agree, like, whatever's working for us right now is working. I mean, despite not scoring a six in the power play the last match, we chased 344. You know, I, I do agree there is room for improvement. There is an element of an attacking approach that Pakistan can make. I feel like Fakhar in form would have been that batsman who makes that impact, who... Hits the first punch towards the other team. But with Fakhar not being in form, and Imam's game sort of being with the strike rate being in the lower 80s, I think Pakistan definitely is lacking that aggressive approach at the top. All I'm saying is when Imran, when Imran, when Imam starts finding the boundaries, they find the boundaries, bro. The ball hits the deck a lot. And if he finds the gaps, like he can score 16 off and over, no problem. Give me Boomerang the other week. If, it's, if he's middling it, if he actually is feeling himself, we've seen those innings against Australia, against New Zealand. We've seen those innings, even in the, in the previous World Cup in 2019. He knows how to like forge an innings when he needs to. And sometimes all you need is 200 in the first 30, and then you score 200 more in the next 20. They say, whatever score you have, 30 overs, double, double it. it. Double it. Aslan Rashid is in, a friend of the podcast, IRL and virtually. He's saying... Uh, he feels like it's an historic moment. It, you know, apart from the mental pressure of playing in India, what other challenges are going to happen for Pakistan in the upcoming game? Definitely playing in front of 130,000 people. But the good part is a lot of these guys have played against India at the MCG and they were around about 90,000 people in that match. So they do have experience of playing in front of huge crowds. And I think when you're at that level, you sort of zone out the crowd and you focus on the ball. That's what at least Muhammad Harris mentioned in our podcast where he says he, he forgets where he's playing. He forgets he's playing at MCG or at SCG and he just focuses not even on the bowler, but the ball that's coming out of the hand. So these players, even though they are young, they might be a bit inexperienced, but they have gone through playing India in a few uh, knockout tournaments. Yeah, we got to give a shout out to Anam Sheikh from our Patreon as well. He was the one, he was the one who uh, basically told us the stat about the 2014 games and the West Indies games and the games played in Ahmedabad specifically. So we answered his question as well. Uh, you know, just, do you want to do closing thoughts or anything else? Well, what are we saying? Are we saying Pakistan wins the toss, bats first, scores Yeah, let's do scenarios. Let's do scenarios. 
what are we saying when if Bobber wins the toss, what should they do? And if and other scenarios as well. But let's do let's do you first. You're Bobber Azam, coin flips, you call heads, it's heads. Ravi Shastri says Pakistan win the toss. What is what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth? The first thing that I would do is I would win the toss. I would bat first, put runs on the board, and look to defend it. So that's just my initial thought, just because I'm seeing that Pakistan has lost six of the last seven World Cup matches against India while attempting to chase. So with that being said, I would try to win the toss bat first. The second option is, and this could be based off of the conditions in Ahmedabad, if there's a do factor around, um, I would probably maybe try to uh, try to bowl first because it might be easier to chase in the second innings. Also considering, and this is, it's it's very hard to judge just what's happening in this ground because all the four ODIs that I've seen, they've played, the pitches played very differently. But just the most recent match, England-New Zealand, New Zealand chasing 282 and 36 overs or 34 overs shows that this could be an easier pitch to bat on under lights maybe there's a do factor so it'll be harder for the spinners to grip the ball but i think regardless of whatever it is pakistan should go out there play their best cricket forget they're playing against india and just think they're playing against any other team it's it's hard to um not think about that when there's these concerts happening when there's the music festival bro you should be right so it's hard yourself it's hard to navigate that noise and focus on the match so much. You think Arjit is singing just to throw off Babarazam? Bro, they should have called Atif, man. You talk about Indian music. Opportunity missed. But they're not going to do that. You know, the Indian government has a But they called Shafqat Alwanath Ali last time in the last 2016. uh, 2016 is a long time ago, bro. And apparently he was lip syncing over the anthem. Pakistani anthem? Yes. It was something happened. There was a lot of hate for Shafqat Alwanath Ali last... uh, World Cup that happened in India. Abhorrent. I just remember that in the when they called the Pakistani dignitaries, Imam Khan gave a very nice speech. I like that. Uh, I think he said something of the nature of like, I want this current Pakistani team to do to India what I used to do to India. Something like that. He said, I want the Pakistan team. I hope the result is the same as to when I played last time in, in this ground, which is, I think, he like they won or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what he I was I think they won the Nehru Cup or something. It was something of that yeah, sort. Yeah, yeah. Good old days with the Nehru Cup. It was a deep reference by anyway. Yeah, it's a deep reference. Yeah, he's throwing in the his 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 big ones. Um, let me present another scenario to you. Pakistan lose the toss, are set to field. Shine goes for eighty, Hassan goes for seventy, Haris goes for eighty. Suddenly, Pakistan need three hundred and fifty-five to win in fifty overs. What happens then? Try to use the same strategy they use against New Zealand uh, against Sri Lanka. Try to take the game as deep as possible. Play with intent, regardless of win or lose, but try to get as close as you can because during the later half of this tournament, net run rate will play a key role. So Pakistan should give it their best. I'm hoping Bob Rossum turns up. But I also want to ask you, who are some danger players from the Indian side who you would think? All 11. All of them. <laughs> I'll, give it, I'll give you all of them. Man, like all of the above. Like what, what am I supposed to say? So I'm pretty sure Gil isn't playing. Gil is still injured. Right? Gil, Gil has dengue, so, you know, prayers to Gil. Even Harsha Bogli has dengue. He's not Yo, commentating. Harsha Bogli, get, get well soon, but we will miss you in the comms box. More Ramiz, I guess, to deal with. But, I mean, who, like, let, let's go, for, start from the top. Is Rohit Sharma a danger man? Yes. Maybe Ishan Kishan isn't, but he has already scored a century against us, so, yes. No, he scored 80-something. All right, a, a, a big 50, right? My bad, yeah, totally lapsed of judgment there. 
big 50 against us so yes danger virat kohli duh kl rahul looking as sharp as ever. kl rahul looking like virat kohli so that's scary who's number 5 shreyas ayer shreyas ayer shreyas ayer is 4 shreyas ayer is 4 he also has has some big innings kl rahul is looking crazy pandya comes in like where do you stop and then kuldeep yadav ashwin bumra jadeja jadeja oh Siraj. my god like who do you these are all indian hall of famers these are all people who have won world cups so yes all of them are dangerous but you know what i was i just want to say at this moment pakistan went into the asia cup being the number one team we had a lot of belief in pakistan pakistan were favorites babar azam had a lot of belief in that team that team did not turn up or show up the way that we wanted to in the asia cup but guess what something is happening in hyderabad something is happening in ahmedabad something is happening in india where these boys are showing up these boys are ready to make their captain proud make their country proud this is the team that babar has you know sacrificed everything for even his legacy at points to make sure that this team shows up and performs well for pakistan and it has now there are moments where yeah the innings that abdullah shafiq played we expected that from fakhar fine the innings that so chakil played we expected that from saman ali aga fine true and if i'm i'm very certain in this some point in this tournament usama amir is going to come in and he's going to show us why he's you know he was selected in the 15 as well it's just the backing of the captain the management even if it's not the management the captain who is the greatest player that pakistan has ever produced in odi formats is backing you up that just builds your morale so much that you eventually become a match winner same thing with rizi rizi wanted to play at number 4 babar was like go play at number 4 He's the greatest number four player that we've had in a very long time. Arguably the greatest wicketkeeper batsman Pakistan's had. Not arguably, he is. Stats prove it. Numbers prove it. He opens for Pakistan in T20s. You know, highest number of hundred partnerships with Babar. Like the numbers are not lying. His record isn't lying. He's actually clutch. You know, he's more clutch than Babar. Are we has. saying Rizwan is better than Kamran Akmal? <laughs> yes. Bro, Kami. What game has Kami won? Bro, that, except the bro, the, the Kami era, bro. You're forgetting that. I want to forget it. Oh nine, the World Cup, smashing Jaisuria and uh, uh, Angela Matthews. Come on, man. Man hit Dale Steyn for a six down the ground in the World Cup semifinal, 29, 2009. Was that was that Kami's peak, 2009? It was Kami. Kami's peak is always there. Yeah, and then 2011. He's always at his peak. The thing is, 2011, New Zealand game against, you know. Ross Taylor that just brings me up that sin is so big that all his good deeds are sort of covered over that Kami and Rizwan and Safraz their title is wicketkeeper batsman so you got to be a great wicketkeeper first and then up the ante with the bat so Rizwan but those two things like Rizwan keeping is so good that we hardly ever talk about it like he's a great keeper he hardly drops catches he hardly misses any chances and any something chances and plus on top of that he's becoming a reliable number 4 batsman for Pakistan that's true and i think there's nothing better than that and also nothing better than that but he's also peaking at the right time you know when all the forces are sort of angling up for Pakistan and Pakistan is sort of finding their groove that's where rizi clicks in that's where shafiq makes his big century imagine Babar comes in, scores runs. Imam comes in, scores runs. We might hit 400 in, in any of these grounds at any of this, in any point in this tournament. Could be on Saturday. We don't know, but we're looking good. I have faith in this team. My last parting messages for our fans, for Pakistan cricket fans, and for the Pakistan team in itself is: 
no matter what happens on Saturday, Pakistan are very well set in this tournament. They should not dismantle anything. You know, there was a lot of panic after that Asia Cup game that went two days straight. I don't think Pakistan will, A, have that performance again, and B, just panic under any kind of pressure, crumble under any kind of weight. If they lose, lose fair and square, lose with fight, lose hard, we, don't, we won't mind. You know, don't, don't blow off the run rate, don't do anything stupid, and it'll be fine. Like, you'll still make it to the semis, you just got to play, play hard. And I, I think winning a World Cup over winning or setting records against India is way more important. So their eyes should be set on that. But if you can do both at the same time, it would just make everything so much sweeter. On that note, I wanted to say, like you mentioned, whatever happens on Saturday, we're going to continue backing this team. And all we ever ask for as fans is to play your best cricket. Don't underperform. Play a competitive match. and as a genuine fan of the game of cricket. I want to see a good match. We haven't seen a good Pakistan on India ODI match in a long time. So I'm hoping that this is the match that we're all waiting for. Could be one of the most viewed matches uh, of this decade, perhaps one of the largest cricketing sporting events of this decade for sure. So looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be back here on Saturday for the post-match. Might go live in the last uh, few minutes of the match. Yeah, I was just going to say, a lot of fans want us to go live. I want us to go live. We were actually talking to Lakshit from Yari. Is it Sports Yari or Yari? It's Sports Yari. Bro, then why is their Twitter handle Yari Sports? It's a play. It's, it's a... Bro, they, they confuse me. They Re- confuse reverse me. Uno. Um, he, he's been adamant that you, we should go live as well. We want to go live. There's some, just some family commitments that may stop us from going live on Saturday. So we might have to just do shoot a pod. After the fact, don't be angry with us if we are not immediate after our reactions. We really want to be. It's definitely one of the biggest games that we're going to be covering as a podcast. Uh, but there's also good news on the way. So yeah, just bear with us on that. Um, Lakshad took our Instagram and he, I think he might call us on Sports Yari to yeah. do a post. But because we talk so much shit against India. He actually he, enjoyed it. He, he wants to call us and uh, basically... Set the score. Roast us. Yeah, set the score. the game. I hope it's not the case. If we, if we perform horribly, we're not going. But if we win, oh, you bet I'm going on Sports Yadi. Oh, my God. See you Since Sushant Mehta, I would literally be eating a pizza while going on Sports Yadi. You know that. Um, there was another thing I wanted to say. I'm completely blanking out. But I guess it wasn't important if I don't remember it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching, for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the music festival. I hope you guys enjoy the cricket. I hope, I hope you guys enjoy Arjit's autotuned voice and the playback singing. It's not going to be live. I know that for a fact. I'm a little bit of a music nerd. And I know that these people cannot. There's no way they're just thinking live. So might as well mute him and listen to it on Spotify, right? You guys do that. Check out the Patreon. Love the Patreon supporters. Th- thank you for the questions. Uh, you guys are a lot smarter than we are. We kind of didn't have a lot of notes for this episode. We were scrambling last minute thing. Uh, Patreon comes in and saves us. You guys are the best. Discord people, Discord fam. You guys know who you are. They're lighting up the Discord. We love it. 14th October, if you're not on the Backward Point Discord, you're missing out. There's going to be memes. There's going to be live commentary. There's going to be the voice lounge. The voice lounge might be active. We don't know what's going to happen. So you guys want to join that link in the bio, Patreon in the bio, like, subscribe, share. Gotta lift the shadow ban. I'm out of words, Bashar. Pakistan's in the bot. I hope Pakistan wins. Break the curse. Make us all happy. Take care. Have a good night. Cheers.